Tyler Perry went from homeless artist to Hollywood heavyweight, and he did it by reinventing the game at every step. Let me tell you exactly how he did it and what you can learn from the Tyler Perry method. That's coming up in just a sec. Before we get to it, if you're listening to this on the Making It podcast, this is episode 100. 100, guys. Quite a milestone, but I still feel like I'm just getting started. A lot more on the way. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're tuning in. Share this with a friend. Tell them JD sent you. They're going to love it. They're going to thank you. I'm going to thank you. Let's get to the show. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, let's rewind to the year 1991. Tyler Perry arrives in Atlanta and scrounges together just enough cash to stage his first play, and it totally flops. But he keeps reworking it. He's tweaking the story, he's finessing the script, and eventually he starts to please the crowd. Crowds are forming. Now you have to understand, this is a one-man show he's doing, And essentially, it's not a one-man show in the sense that he's the only actor on stage, but he's directing it, he's writing it, he's producing it, he's starring in it, and he's really putting it all on the line to build audience. And in the early days of doing something like that, especially when you're not a proven entity, you don't have a built-in audience, this takes a lot of guts. 1991, guys, not exactly the time of social media and audience and distribution. This guy is really putting the pedal to the metal and doing his best. Finally, he figures out his formula. He cracks the code and then he throws fuel on the fire. Tyler starts to churn out plays one after another and really build a name for himself in Atlanta. He's also building a nice little business here, selling merch and videos at each show, of course, along with tickets. And a decade later, his little business is cranking out $100 million a year. But Tyler Perry is just getting started. So fast forward to 2015, Tyler partners with Lionsgate. Now, Lionsgate is a movie studio, and you have to understand that he was doing his thing out in Atlanta, and Hollywood up until this point was really ignoring him. And it wasn't until the president of Lionsgate encountered him realized that, hey, this guy has actually had a film, a script on my desk that I've been meaning to read. And the president one day of Lionsgate, there's a story where he actually sees a crowd forming outside, a line forming outside the theater. He says, what are you guys here for? And they say, Tyler Perry's in town, he's performing. And he realized, oh, that guy, Tyler Perry, I actually have a script on my desk I've been meaning to read realizes there's a big fan base built up for Tyler Perry stuff. So Lionsgate partners with Tyler on a movie called Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Tyler is producing it, of course, directing in it, starring in it, wrote it, and Lionsgate is going to be the distributor, getting it into movie theaters. And they go in on it 50-50. So Tyler Perry puts up $2.5 million dollars. Lionsgate puts up $2.5 million. Diary of a Mad Black Woman stars Tyler's iconic character of Medea. We'll get back to Medea in just a minute. 
Tyler puts up half the money and the movie is a hit. It makes $50 million at the box office on a budget of just $5 million, like I said. That means Tyler gets his split, $25 million, pretty good for an investment of $2.5 million. Tyler and Lionsgate go on to produce a lot more films. They're printing cash, making money hand over fist. Tyler, at this point, catapults to one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood on a fraction of the budget. So you all know the highest paid actors at this point would be Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Robert Downey Jr. They were all the big names making the big box office money. Hey, Tom Cruise makes $20 million a film. Tyler Perry was making $25, $35, $50 million a film because he was making them himself totally from start to finish, and he owned them in partnership with Lionsgate. So that's how he became one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood in the early 2000s. But hang on, we are still just getting started. Here comes my favorite part of all. For his next act, Tyler wants to become a studio boss. So he starts buying up land in Atlanta. Then he opens his own studio called Tyler Perry Studios. This is where he can make and film and produce all his own stuff under his own roof. Fast forward to 2019, Tyler's studio is 330 acres. It's actually on a former army base in Atlanta. It's got 12 sound stages where they can produce a whole bunch of stuff at one time. For context, that makes it bigger than Disney Studios, Warner Bros., and Paramount Studios combined their lots in Burbank and across California, Tyler Perry has more studio acreage than those three mega studios combined. And it makes Tyler Perry the first African-American to outright own a major film production studio. All right, this guy is a one-man machine. He built his business on creativity, grit, and ruthless efficiency. I'm gonna tell you more about the ruthless efficiency in just a second. But you have to understand, even today, in 2023, he writes, produces, directs, and acts in almost everything he does. Now, not everyone's a fan. He's got haters, too. Critics think his stuff is cookie cutter, bland, predictable. He gets a lot of criticism, but Tyler doesn't care. He's really, really busy pleasing his audiences. That is his community. That is his core fan base, and they love it. The haters can boo from the cheap seats while Tyler breaks box office records and prints cash. Now, remember that Medea character that I told you about a few minutes ago? That Medea character in that first movie made $50 million, right? Well, there have been nine movies since starring Medea. It's a huge franchise, and together they have raked in over $660 million combined. And you know who owns all those Medea films? Who owns the whole franchise? Oh, you know. Tyler Perry Studios owns the whole thing. I love Tyler Perry. Let me get into a little more detail about some things that you can learn and you can see from how Tyler Perry built his business and runs his business today. 
quick break so I can tell you about DemandScope. DemandScope is a performance marketing agency that helps you acquire new customers, keep them hooked, and scale profitably. Google ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, landing pages, email, and more. There are so many ways to get customers today, but if you're not doing it right, you'll end up blowing a whole bunch of money. And that's why I launched DemandScope. We're here to make sure you're doing it right. Get more customers today and scale effectively. Learn more at demandscope.co. That's demandscope.co. So the first thing I want to zoom in on is this idea of efficiency. Efficiency across everything he does. It kind of reminds me of Byron Allen. You guys will, will know Byron Allen. I've talked to him. I've talked about him before. Byron Allen owns Entertainment Studios. And Byron Allen was very, very well-known, still is well-known for churning out entertainment on the cheap, almost like the McDonald's version of entertainment. It's good stuff. It pleases audiences, but it's not high budget. The whole idea is high volume on a low budget, churn out as much as you can, as fast as you can. And it's kind of what Tyler Perry does as well. I heard a story where typically when a film is being done or a movie is being done or a television show is being done, what they'll do is they'll construct the sets, they'll put one set up, they'll film a few scenes, they'll take that set down, they'll put a new set up, they'll film a few scenes, they'll take that set down. And that's why movies and TV shows can take a long time to make because there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of time where actors aren't doing anything, directors aren't doing anything because sets are being built and lit and all that kind of stuff. So you know what Tyler does? Tyler built this trolley on tracks that moves across a soundstage. And on his soundstage, he'll put up one set, another set, another set, another set. And so what he does is he will set up the trolley with all the cameras ready to go, all the lighting ready to go. He'll film a scene on that set. Then he'll move to the next set and start filming the next scene. Then he'll move the trolley to the next set and start filming the next scene. And as he's doing that, they're going back to the first set breaking it down and rebuilding it. So you have this continuity of filming. Now you might think, oh, that sounds pretty cool. It doesn't just sound cool. It's actually an incredible innovation and a cost saver because a scene or a show that might take three, four days to film, he can do in one day because he's cranking it out one after the other. This idea of bootstrapping and figuring out all kinds of ways to save money, this happens across the board, big or small. Tyler is already a billionaire with a billion dollar business and he's still cranking out shows and figuring out ways to do it on the cheap. In entrepreneurship, especially if you're bootstrapping and frankly, even if you're not bootstrapping, but if you're bootstrapping and you're putting your own money on the line, you've got to figure out efficiencies. This is a great example of how Tyler does just that. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is the haters. I mentioned it a second ago, but Tyler Perry really does have some haters. For all his success, for all the good that he's done, and for all the praise he gets from his fans, and he's got lineups out the door, he's got box office weekends that break records, he's got a lot of people, the critics, that just don't like him. They don't like him very much. But this is what you've got to understand. When you have a business and a brand that has a cult following, 
by definition, it's gonna have a lot of people that don't like you. So you see this on Twitter and on YouTube, or if you're a salesperson, or if you're an entrepreneur, business owner, you talk to a potential client and they say, yeah, you know what, this really isn't for me. And you know what, I don't like the way you do that. Or you see a bad review online. You've gotta remember, the biggest brands in the world, the bigger the brand, the more haters they have. Now, is that because bigger brands do worse work? Of course not. If you're a huge brand, you're probably doing something right. But the reality is you're being exposed to more people and therefore more people have the opportunity to say, hey, I hate this, I hate that. And maybe they mean it or maybe they're just virtue signaling, who knows? But the idea of having haters is not a bad thing. I like to get this across because I feel that people think, oh, I gotta try to please everybody. I gotta try to make everyone happy. Uh-uh. If you're trying to build a cult brand and a community that actually loves you, you've got to accept the fact that a lot of people are not going to like you at all. Totally cool. Listen, it's worked for Tyler Perry. It works for the rest of us. And the last thing I want to talk about here is this idea of vertical integration. Vertical integration is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about because they're so focused on the product that they're building, the product that they're putting out, the customer they're serving. Look at everything that happens along the value chain in order for your product to get to the end of the line. And there's a few reasons to look at this. First off, you can probably innovate and do things cooler, different, cheaper, faster, better. And the other reason is purely around the ownership of the economics. Owning every piece of the supply chain means you can make more money. The more hands that are involved at every step, means the more money that's being taken out of your pocket and out of your bank account. Kind of reminds me of Manjeet Minhas. You guys all know Manjeet Minhas. I've talked about her a ton. I've written about her on LinkedIn. I'm sure I'll do videos on her on YouTube. And of course, I have her, I've had her on my podcast. So Manjeet owns a brewery, Minhas Breweries, started by working as an agency for alcohol companies then from there went into buying her own brewery and how she did that was really cool. Basically went to one of her suppliers, said, I wanna buy you and through a interesting negotiation, got that done. And then from there, she created a trucking company so she could actually truck her beer to the stores. She created a glass company so she could make the glass bottles that the beer goes in and the other alcohol goes in. She created a content studio so she could make filmed content and all kinds of content for her brands. So she went ahead and did all this vertical integration, bringing every piece of the supply chain in-house, doing things better, faster, cheaper, making more money along the way. That is exactly what Tyler Perry has done. Look, he started off writing, directing, producing, and acting in his work. So right there, you're capturing a lot of the supply chain. Then he went the distribution route, partnering in that case, mind you, with Lionsgate. He's not partnered with Lionsgate anymore. He's got his own distribution now, but that's what he did to get started. And then he took that over. And then he went upstream and created Tyler Perry Studios where he can actually make all the stuff on his own sound stages, 
with his own cameras, with his own editing suites. And by the way, when you have Tyler Perry Studios, this massive 330-acre studio, you can also then rent that out and become a hub of production yourself. Other people come and they create content at Tyler Perry Studios. Check it out. Google Tyler Perry Studios, by the way. It was so cool. He has a a set on there that's a replica of the White House. He's got diners. He's got the post office. He's got the old-timey farm. He's got this really elaborate studio. It was so cool looking at it on Google and just kind of checking it all out. You got to check out Tyler Perry Studios. Really, really cool just, just to kind of take a tour. Anyways, that's why I love Tyler Perry. He is doing a whole bunch of things right. He's got the cost structure down, bootstrapping along the way. He's figuring out how to ignore the haters, let them boo from the cheat seats, forget about them, please your core community, and really figure out the supply chain, the value chain, vertical integration from start to finish. I'm a fan of Tyler Perry. I've learned a lot from him. I wonder what you guys think. Get me at johndavids.com. While you're there, follow me across social. And of course, subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the subscribe on the podcast. And I will talk to you guys next time.